name's Jonathan Nato, and I am one of 12 owners of an amazing guitar. <laughs> yes, you are. Congratulations, and I want to hear you play that thing. My name is Hamad Zaidi, and I'm in Redondo Beach, California. And this is Limping on Cloud Nine. It is, man. Seriously, I know you just got the strap. I know you just got it ready to go. But once you really feel comfortable, you've got to play it on one of our podcasts. Yeah, no, def- definitely. Like I said, I'll, we'll, I'll do uh, No Woman, No Cry. That, that'd be awesome. That'd be great. Hey, man, so today, you know what we're talking about, Jonathan? No, no. The 1992 Rodney King riots in Los Angeles. Oh man, I remember. I remember seeing the. I, I could still see at that point. So I remember seeing that on TV, like the bunch of the shots and clips of what was going on over there. Pretty wild, man. Because I lived in Northridge. That 92 was the year that I graduated undergraduate school mm. at Cal State Northridge. Mm. And so I was living with with Larry, Kelly, and Ralph. We all lived in a townhouse. And man, it was wild. Can I tell you how it happened? <laughs> yeah. Here's one element of the story. My best friend, Pat Martin, yep. was scheduled to visit the next day. Okay. <laughs> right? Man. And it had been a, a scheduled visit for a while, right? Because he lived in Kansas. He still does. But he was going to come out and see me. So that's part of this, right? So here's what happened. On April 29th, 1992, the uh, cops were acquitted, the yeah. ones that beat Rodney King. The second they were acquitted, we just heard screams outside, right? I mean, you could hear it everywhere. People were just mad, right? Yeah. You heard cars honking. You heard, you know, just people getting really mad. And Northridge is a college town where I, where I was. So it wasn't like in the middle of the city. It was a really nice suburb. Yeah, yeah. And I started to think, oh, my God. If people are pissed in the suburbs, (laughs) something's going on here, right? So we were watching TV, me and my buddy Kelly, and then the Reginald Denny thing happened. Do you remember that? Yeah, I think that's when the, uh, it was a a clip like helicopters flying over, and I think that was the guy, it was a truck driver who stopped because of like all the traffic and everything crazy going on. And some dudes like literally pulled him out of his truck and started beating on him. Yes, that's exactly. It's it's great to hear somebody, you know, it's great to hear somebody in the East coast talk about their recollection of that because you nailed it. That's exactly what it was. Now, what I remember is watching the news helicopter keep circling this and filming it and getting in a little bit closer to film it. Mm, mm. But then cops weren't showing up. Mm. Right. And I was really young back then because I was about to graduate college. And all I could think is, oh, my God, they're putting this on TV. This is not good. (laughs) (laughs) And I got to tell you, man, within minutes, it just exploded. I well, mean, yeah, I mean, that, you know, honestly, I mean, that probably fueled the fire for people on the area seeing that on TV being like, you know, whatever your, your state was mentally at that time, you're, everyone's enraged for the injustice and they're just like, let's, let's do it. Let's take matters into our own hands. It was so unbelievably odd. I mean, it exploded and we didn't go to class that day. I think officially they were probably canceled, but yeah. not at the time because when it started, it People didn't realize 
how big it would go. Yeah, like the extent of it. Yeah, the extent of it. And I'll, I got to tell you something, man. The one thing I'll never forget watching, people were, you know, looting everywhere. Mm. Everywhere. Mm. And here's what's crazy. All the news cameras were watching this and putting it on film. But the police officers, and I actually think this is very smart of the police officers to do. The police officers weren't trying to arrest anybody that, who were looting. Because that would just turn into a much uglier situation. Right, right. You know, the one thing people don't talk about is several hundred or more than a thousand people were arrested for shoplifting after the fact. Ah, because, okay. Because they were all on camera. Yeah, yeah. Right? Okay. And so the cops are being really smart. They're like, you know what? Walk right into the Best Buy, rip off a TV. And you could see on camera, and I'm only saying this because it was on TV. You could see on camera people waving at cops, walking into Best Buy, stealing <laughs> something, and walking out. And the cops just kind of waving at them, right? Oh, man. <laughs> Yeah, and, and, and that—that's the one thing I, I don't understand. I'm sure, I, obviously, when you get a large group of people together in a sort of, if you will, organized fashion of some sort, like you know, the the Rodney King trial kicks all this off. It's like, okay, everyone's enraged, everyone's in the streets, everyone's you know, sort of protesting, rioting. Like, how does it get to the point of I'm so mad? I'm going to steal this TV, <laughs> you know, like, I know this one's for, Rod- this one's for Rodney, my, my new pioneer stereo, you know, it's like, <laughs> you know, and here's the sad thing. And you're totally right about that. The saddest thing for me is watching that. And all of the small business owners, all the mom and pop shops, I mean, huge Best Buy companies, they have massive insurance, right? They're right? just like, whatever. They're like, you know, we'll, our insurance we'll we'll fix it, yeah, right? Yeah. But the little mom and pop shops, they never reopened. Exactly. You know, they just closed forever. Yeah. And and you know what's funny? Oh, no, that's totally the wrong word. What I mean by funny is interesting, not funny as in humorous. Right. <laughs> is a lot of times people would come into these mom and pop shops and the owners would plead. They'd be like, look, we're minorities too. We don't have any money. Mm. If you loot us, we're going to close. Right. No. Yeah. We won't come back. Yeah. And people were just so enraged, they didn't care. Man. You know? So this happened for a couple of hours. It happened all day. But after a couple hours, news came out that there was martial law in Los Angeles. Hmm. You know, for that day. For yeah. April 29th. And what it is, is... I, I know you know what martial law is, but what, what the definition for them is, if you were not going to work and the police saw you on the road, yeah, you were getting arrested. Mm. I mean, they wanted people to be either going to work or going home, and that is it. Yeah. And then, man, the next day, April 30th, I called my buddy Pat, and he was landing that day here Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, dude, are you sure? Are you sure you want to come? I mean, the city's on fire. 
literally. It's yeah. still burning. Yeah. You know, when wildfires happen, they don't go out for several days. Exactly. Right? So the entire city was on fire. And Pat's like, you know, Pat's just like you in many ways. He's like unbelievably relaxed. And he's like, yeah, man, you know, I already bought my ticket. I'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> so Pat shows up and this is kind of off of the story, but it's kind of funny. The night Pat shows up was April 30th, right? Yeah. And we go down to Hollywood, and it's still a complete mess. I mean, there's cops everywhere. There's fires everywhere. And Pat was just making a comment. He goes, you know, everyone talks about stars being everywhere all around. He goes, that's all BS, man. I'm not going to see anybody here. <laughs> and I'm telling you, we turned the corner. Yeah. And we saw Wesley Snipes and what's his name? Dennis Hopper. <laughs> sit, sitting in director's chairs. That's funny. Because they were shooting the movie Boiling Point. Man. Which is actually, now that I look back at it, now being, you know, older. Yeah. How ironic is it that the movie they were shooting was called Boiling Point? Right. And they were shooting it the day after the riots. Man. You know, so me and Pat walk around the corner in Hollywood, and he goes, I'm never going to see anybody. I'm like, really? There's Wesley Snipes <laughs> and, <laughs> and Dennis Hopper right there, right? So it was just such a weird, weird experience because it was just so odd to watch your city burn. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you're just like, why? Yeah. I'm mad about the injustice that happened to Rodney King. I agree with the anger completely. But I do not agree with the violence. Yeah, yeah. The violence hurt way more people, and it didn't really prove anything. Right. You know? I mean, congratulations, people. You put thousands of small businesses out of business. Right. And, and you right. set that's, a city on fire. and. <laughs> Must it no, must man, have taken forever to clean up that all like broken glass everywhere, you know, cars probably tipped over, set on fire, you know, all that. I mean, that must have taken forever to straighten it all out. It it took a long time, and you know it's funny, um you just reminded me of something. Pat was there for about a week. And then after Pat left, I mean the they were getting on the TV, newscasters, news anchors, and all of them were saying our city has fallen apart. Could you please help to clean it up? Mm. And I remember now we're in the first week of May of 1992. So I was graduating college in a matter of weeks. Yeah. Right? I mean, my, my first degree. And the crazy thing is, on our college campus, people said, hey, man, you know, does anyone want to go downtown to help the cleanup? Right? Yeah. And there is huge support for that but at the same time there's a lot of fear because you know a lot of my friends i have i'm friends with everybody with everyone i meet right yeah if if you're crazy enough to let me engage you in conversation you're going to be my friend <laughs> right you know that right yeah i i would i would agree with that <laughs> yeah. so here's what's funny um it was so odd because a lot of my friends are Caucasian and it was 
fearful for them to do it. Did you mm. know that? No. Because I remember when the people came and, and trying to, when people came to the student union and tried to recruit students to go help clean up, I'll never forget. This guy comes to me and points at me, and he goes, are you interested? And I'm like, actually, yeah, sure. I mean, I can't carry very much, but I'll, I'll do my part. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, and I said, sure. And then he goes, yeah, that's really good because you're safe there. And I'm like, what? And he goes, you're safe. I mean, you're brown. You're safe. And it was just a weird feeling that I'm thinking, really? You know? Yeah. So somebody that's a minority is safe to, to help the cleanup, but somebody who's not is in danger. Mm. That's a really weird and sad place to be in society, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Totally. So I did it. I went down for two full days, you know? And when we got down there, you know, there were some people offering, and I didn't get one. Maybe I should have. But there are some people offering, like, vests, like bullets. Oh, wow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like Kevlar bullets, vests uh, or whatever. And then, man, you know, I just thought, I didn't get one, but I just thought, come on, I'm a five foot four, slightly disabled Pakistani man. Who's gonna beat me up? I mean, I'm already, I'm already really pathetic. Who's, 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 come on! They, they see me picking up shattered glass and and dragging a a big 50, 60 pound bag of of dirt or or of crap. Yeah, you know, yeah. a sixty five pound bag is half my weight. Right, right. So I thought I was okay. Right. <laughs> Just a crazy experience, man. I don't, I don't know why I thought of talking about this today. Yeah. But the only positive through that whole experience is L.A. really came together after it. Mm, mm. Well, then you had I mean, after, then you had the whole O.J. debacle after that. Yeah, well, that was two years later. Was it two? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It, okay. it was 94. That's right. And we should definitely talk about that in another podcast. But... Man, it was crazy. It was crazy because L.A. was the city that I wanted to live in since kindergarten. Yeah. And on April 29th, 1992, all I could see is my, my city burning. Yeah. that's not how, Like, where exactly in L.A. was it? Like, what? Like what? What, it was it near sort of like where the Lakers play or like what? I mean, I, I know it was obviously like downtown L.A. It was like I remember seeing like really busy streets and all that. But I, well, I, the, the, where the Lakers play now, Staples Center. Yeah. Didn't exist until 1999. OK. So this, this happened in 1992. OK. So downtown was a little bit more sketchy. Right now, downtown L.A. is super high end. OK. I mean. Staples Center is gorgeous, and they've got like a hundred restaurants and the Grammy Museum, and the whole area is just like way beautiful. Okay. Back then it wasn't. Yeah. But this started at Normandy, and I'm trying to think, Florence and Normandy. The cross streets of Florence and Normandy were where um, Reginald Denny was pulled out of his truck. Okay. Okay. And. You know, it's it's a little bit because I live on the beach, so that area is east of me. Okay. But every now and then, when I'm getting off the freeway, I cross Normandy, 
And every time I'm in that area, I just think, wow, remember? Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. This spot was the spot that started it all. I wonder, how, I wonder if that even crosses anyone's mind. Like, I mean, I, I, I would imagine it does, but I wonder how many people it does when they, like you said, every time I kind of cross that street, I'm like, hey, this is where it kind of all began, you know? Like, I wonder if, how many people consider that. Yeah, it's a good question. I mean, I think people my age or people at least over the age of 40 might. might. Mm. But I think somebody young, I mean. Yeah. You, when you don't live through something, it's just a couple paragraphs in a history book. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, no, that's very true. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If you live through it, you never forget it. Yeah. So I don't know why I wanted to go down the tragedy route today, but I thought I'd share that because... Uh, again, the only positive I have out of it, my friend, is man did L.A. come together yeah. afterward. Definitely. And it's sad that the whole city needed to be destroyed to come together. Yeah, it sounds like there's a little Caesar action going on there and burn down the city to rebuild it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's very, very, very sad, but a memory I will never forget. And I got to hang out with my best friend, Pat, and he got to see two movie stars. <laughs> And I graduated college several weeks later, so, I mean, there were positives. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to uh, share that moment. I think it's a piece of history that people should look into and remember. Definitely. And so if you guys want to check us out on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, any other podcast app available on Android, you'll be able to find us. Check out, don't forget, check out LonelySealFilmFestival.com. We are accepting uh, submissions for documentaries, feature films, web series, and short films. And we also have a screenwriting contest you can apply for there. Also, LonelySealFilmFestival.com. So if you're filmmakers and you want to apply, please go to FilmFreeway.com and search for Lonely Seal. Yes, there you go. And how can they reach us, Hamad? Well, I'm not going to screw this one up today. Okay. <laughs> they can reach us by info at limpingoncloud9.com. That's info at limpingoncloud9.com. And everyone, thank you for listening and downloading. We will talk to you next episode. See ya.